Public health nurse fired over speaking out. Nearly 200 stolen appliances found in Brampton. Post Media sheds print papers in Alberta. And Amazon faces fines for workplace injuries. Barely. Good morning. It's Thursday, January 19th. I'm Nora, and here are your headlines. This morning, we start in the region of Chatham-Kent in southwestern Ontario, where Carolyn Martin, a public health nurse, has been fired for not producing a sick note to justify an absence. Or that's the official reason. Martin thinks it's actually because she spoke to CBC News about how Chatham-Kent Public Health lists an organization called Refugee as a resource for women and families. Refugee is funded by Right to Life Kent, a fervent anti-choice organization. This isn't always mentioned to folks who access their services, reports CBC Windsor's Jason Vio. I'll also note that Vio uses the unfortunate pro-life moniker to refer to Right to Life Kent, which of course is a factual error, though he does use scare quotes. There's nothing pro-life about anti-abortion groups. Anyway, April Dick, the CEO of Chatham-Kent Public Health, defends the relationship with refugee to Vio, arguing that the vast majority of places in Chatham-Kent that help marginalized and vulnerable people are faith-based. It's maybe worth mentioning that this is an extremely conservative region of the province. Buell reports that there's no indication on Refugees' website that it's an anti-abortion group. Only once are you at Refugees' front door would you see anti-abortion signs outside of the building, signs that link it directly to Right to Life Kent. Buell reports details that show that the sick note argument was probably just an excuse. Martin doesn't get paid sick days for one, and she also got a text from her manager saying that a sick note wasn't required. (laughs) Martin says that she easily could have gotten one, just that she needed a little more time to do so. Chatham-Kent Public Health also charges teens for birth control, even though the province offers free birth control for anyone under the age of 25, something that Martin also spoke out against. And now some lighter news. From the Department of Victimless Crimes, Peel Police have heroically recovered 176 stolen appliances from a commercial logistics warehouse in Brampton. Someone had called 911 to say they could see several people loading a truck with appliances. That led police to the warehouse and triggered the arrests. The article from CTV News generously lifts information from the Peel Police press release, and so I'm not sure if I should even be mentioning CTV News here or if I should just cite the police. Two men, as a result, were arrested, and that's all the news we got. Of course, my next question is, what happened to the several men loading the appliances? Did they not know it was stolen? Were there no charges laid against them? And what about the appliances? Considering supply chain shortages, there could be some seriously hot ticket items in there. Hopefully we get all the details from the next media release of Peel Police. Related in that it helps the police simply just send out media releases and calling it news. Post Media. Canada's largest media organization announced yesterday that it will end circulation of a dozen Alberta community newspapers. It will also look to outsource more printing deals, lay off staff, and has already sold the building that houses the Calgary Herald. The new owner is U-Haul, 
who bought it for $17.25 million. There's a joke in there somewhere. Andrew McLeod, the head of Post Media, blamed the decisions on, quote, widespread economic contraction. The list reported by the Canadian press of newspapers that are going to be digital only is the Airdrie Echo, Vermilion Standard, Cold Lake Sun, Peace Country News, Drayton Valley Western Review, Hannah Herald, Pincher Creek Echo, the Bow Valley Craig and Canyon, White Court Star, Leduc Country Market, Cochrane Times, and Fort McMurray Today. The Canadian press is also reporting that Post Media plans to, quote, put its Saskatoon building up for sale, unquote, doesn't specify whether or not that means the Saskatoon Star Phoenix building, another building, or one owned by Glacier Media. Glacier Media and Post Media have a limited partnership agreement that was recently signed. Post Media owns a hell of a lot of journalism in this country, more than 120 brands, and the chair of Post Media's board is Jamie Irving, the same Irvings that also own the entire province of New Brunswick. And now to uh, international news, we'll go to the United States this morning. Amazon is finally facing some fines, though barely, for having placed workers in danger of injury. The U.S. magazine Mother Jones is reporting that safety inspections in Florida, Illinois and New York found that, quote, workers were required to work long hours lifting heavy items, which predisposed them to developing musculoskeletal disorders. The resulting fine? $60,260. Reporter Abigail Weinberg calculates that this is point zero 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 zero. that's five zeros, 13 percent of its reported revenue in 2021. If you don't want to do the backwards math, that is, for the record, $470 billion in revenue in 2021. I think there are four sets of three numbers. So whatever that is, with $470 being the top of the three numbers. Amazon has not only had injuries, there have been multiple deaths in their facilities. Four workers have died from incidents that some have said were heat-related. Weinberg writes, quote, last month after a worker died of a heart attack at a Colorado Springs warehouse, managers reportedly hid the body with cardboard bins while workers continued their shifts, unaware of the death. And you might remember that, her, that a hurricane tore through an Amazon warehouse last year, killing six workers. There were no fines levied for that situation either, even though workers had texted that they were forced to stay in the warehouse to weather the storm. Nothing like some necro-capitalism for your Thursday morning. Those are your headlines. I hope you have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.